Welcome to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, where amazing things happen. Our goal is to help build, repair, and restore healthy relationships. Our primary focus is on the marriage relationship. However, the topics are applicable to the relationships that we value most. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. We thank everybody for tuning in to this episode of Rich Relationships. The last episode we did was on change. And as everybody knows, we are constantly going through a state of change. But along with change, you know, there's one change that we're making right now is we're getting a little bit smarter about finance. What you hearing say? It's episode 25 of the Rich Relationship Podcast. With the name. 25. But we got a treat for y'all. Yes, we have we do. a professional. Yes coming on to the show to help out with us to get some understanding as it relates to finances and investing and our relationship with money because we know everybody knows that this human relationship is not the only relationship that is important yeah. we have one with money yeah. so we're going to be talking to Tony and Tony Elliot Jr and he has an awesome story he's kind of connected to as a brother in arms so we're going to let him talk about that but we're going to be talking about that next on the episode of Rich Relationships with Gil and Renee. Coming up next. Stay tuned. Well, Tony, we really thank you for joining us on this episode. We, we really appreciate your time. And I'm not going to talk because they hear me talk all the time. I want them to kind of know a little bit about Tony Ellen and what your story is. You have an awesome book. I'll let you talk a little bit about that. And we're going to jump into just a, a conversation. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your story? Because me and Renee know who heard it and know it a little bit, but why don't you tell it in your own words? All right, awesome. Thank you guys for having me. I really do appreciate uh, you inviting me in, in this platform. So my name is Tony Elian Jr. I am an author, student, a veteran. I'm getting ready to graduate from law school in about, I don't know, five or six months. So my big thing was when I decided to get out of the military, and transition back to the civilian sector, I decided, you know, I didn't want to be working until I was 70 and 80 years old. I needed to figure out how to invest. So I used my GI Bill to pay for school. And I knew that if I used my GI Bill to pay for school, it would afford me the opportunity to take whatever scholarships that the school gave me and I could invest those. Once I got my scholarships, I invested, you know, each semester, the scholarship refund, and over the course of 13 months, I accumulated $300,000 in the stock market. Wow. That's wow. Awesome. And, and, you know, scholarship refunds, most students, college students, are usually end up doing some fun stuff with that. What, what gave you the idea to be a little bit more savvy about some refund money coming? Because most of the time, people are clubbing and having and fun. Shopping and shopping and going to trips. <laughs> what made you, you decide to do something different? Because I, that's a great question. I'm older. When I decided to go to law school, or when I decided to go to military, I was about 30 years old. I think I actually shipped out when I was 31. So by the time I got out of the military, you're 35. All of those things that the clubbing and the shopping and the, I had done all that. So before I went to the military, I think I was about $250,000 in debt, meaning I had a house, Actually, I had two houses. I had two condos. I had a Mercedes-Benz SLK 320. I had property down in Florida for just, you know, vacation, all of this stuff. But I was right. working seven days a week, 16 hours a day. Right. For so, the stuff. For the stuff. Yeah. I mean, it felt good. Did you have the stuff or did it really have you? 
Oh, the stuff had me. Yeah. Oh, the stuff had me. <laughs> it, when I tell you it felt good pulling up to the stoplight and, you know, letting the top down on my Mercedes and, oh, everybody's looking, felt good. Mm-hmm. What didn't feel good was the $700 a month car note. That, yes. you know, I'm in, and the, the worst part about the situation was that I was making, at this point, because I was, I was working at a hotel, I was making about $750 an hour. And then I would leave that job working overnight and go work as a substitute teacher in the daytime. You make about $100 a day. So I'm literally just living check to check. And once I got out of the military, because that, that was a, a proponent for me going to the military, I had to get my finances in order. Right. So I sold the Mercedes. I rented out one of my properties. I got rid of the, the one in Florida was a timeshare. I got rid of the timeshare and... Um, I went to the military because I was like, if they're going to pay me a check and take care of my utilities and take care of my health insurance, I can get my life back on track. Wonderful. So I, I did that. I needed to, to just readjust and, and get my finances in order. So once I got out and I had this money coming in from those scholarships, we've already done the party. We've That's already right. done the Mercedes, the, the, the sports cars and the houses and the furniture. And we've done all that. Right. It didn't work out. You need ownership. You're trying to pay these things little by little, week by week, year by year, and all this interest is adding up. You just, you know, I didn't want to be in that cycle again. So I said, I'm going to do something I haven't done. I'm going to try investing. That way, if I put this money here, I'll at least own the stocks. And over time, that'll grow. I had no idea it would grow so quickly. Right, right. You know, I, I, I didn't plan on that, but I, that's what got me, you know, to avoid falling in that same pitfall. I had already been there and I didn't like it at all. And that's a unique story that it grew really quickly. And you have an awesome story about how fast something can grow. Can you tell our listeners that, that quick story about your Amazon stuff? Yeah, I jumped into Amazon stock because I actually worked for the company. So when I started working for Amazon in 2011, they had a a situation where whoever works for them, no matter how big or little you are within the company, you get a share of their stock. They've since stopped that because they Mm -hmm. traded that program in for the ability to pay all of their employees at a minimum $15 an hour. Right. Um, So, but when I started there, I said, you know, I got this stock. I didn't care about it. It was $179 a share. Now, I only worked for Amazon for about three or four months, and I took a leave of absence to go to the military. While in the military, unbeknownst to me, every year, Amazon was giving me more and more of their stock. Oh, so when I get out of the military and I come home, I think I had maybe 18, 19 of their share, and now it's about, it's grown from $179 a share to about 960 Mm-hmm. And I saw that growth and it's like, hey, you have $18,000 in this account. Who? I didn't know. Well, thank you, Amazon. Right. So when I decided to invest, I said, you know what? This is the biggest company in the world. I've seen their stock go from 160, 70 bucks to 900. Let me put my money here because I believe that this will continue to grow. And it did. It grew from um, 960 to when I sold it to about $2,000 a share. Wow. And see, and, and just from that standpoint, people don't realize how something, some, a simple investment can turn into something huge, but 
from stocks, you know, people really don't really realize if you make right choices, something can grow, but you have to do some due diligence with that. What could you say to someone who may want to get involved with stocks? Where should they start out at? What would be a good starting point? I get that question a lot. And for the people who don't know anything about stocks, I suggest two pathways. Um, One, if you want to pick your stocks individually, the most simple way to do it, the simplest way is to just invest in things that you already use. So, you know, I know people who have been with Sprint for 10, 20 years. Well, Sprint stock is $6 a share, you know, you buy some Sprint stock or we go to Disney once a year and well, buy Disney stock. My kids love Jordans. Well, buy Nike stock. You're already, you know, supporting the company. Why not, you know, have a slice of the pie? The other way is if you don't want to get involved in purchasing individual stocks, then you can always get into something like an ETF or a mutual fund or, you know, things like that, where there'll be a a brokerage firm, a TD Ameritrade, you know, and all you do is you say, hey, I have a thousand dollars or 500, however much, here's my 500 and they're going to create a portfolio for you. So you're going to give them the money and they're going to say, we're going to pick out the stocks and we're going to diversify this for you. And this is your slice. And if you want to add more to that, you can do so, but it takes all of the hard work out of it for you and let somebody else do the heavy lifting until you feel comfortable selecting your own individual stocks and creating your own uh, individual portfolio that you can diversify the way you want to. You know, I love that you're giving people some how to's, but what I want to go back to is when you're talking about the Mercedes and the cars and the houses, how, how you made the appetite, appetite switch, because that is a switch from the things that you're used to being driven by, by being now driven by something that you can own. And I love that you say that. So how do you, how do you, what do you think got you to the point of wanting to make that switch? You know, it's that, that old adage of you get, sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, I did not want to live in the cycle of debt anymore. I mean, because it's, it's a crazy situation. Let me break this down to you. And I don't know how real I can get on your show, but- You can get real. Get, get, get <laughs> just thank you. No F-bombs or nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, I ain't gonna cuss, but I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm controversial. I, I hurt feelings when I talk about finances. Because, for example, I have a goddaughter. She is in the first grade. And she gets, for her lunch break, 30 minutes. They leave class, go take their 30-minute break, they go back. There are people that's 30, 40, and 50 that get a 30-minute lunch break. Wow. I don't, I don't want to live like that. I hate right? say that again. You know, that's not for me. And there are people out there who have to deal with it because of finance, because of debt. And we have been tricked into believing there's a such thing as good debt and bad debt and... Get away from debt. Thank Stop you. borrowing other people's money. And it's hard. I know people are going to sit at home and listen to How? For me, I've never had a credit card in my life, ever. I don't believe in debt, you know, because the moment you get into debt, now I owe somebody and I have to go work at this job where I may be unhappy or I may be mistreated. I have the 30-minute lunch break, a 15-minute regular break. I have to ask to go to the bathroom. All of these things. You can't get into your true passion because 
you have to do this to pay these people back for borrowing their money. I kicked the habit. When I got out of the military, the first thing I did was I went on Craigslist and I bought me a car. It was a 2002 Ford Explorer Sport. It had 65,000 miles on it and it was $3,000. I have been driving that car ever since, you know? To, to this day. To this day, it's outside right now. Like I have driven that thing from Memphis to New York. We've driven it to Toronto. I drive it everywhere. I think it has like 130,000 miles on it. It's one of those things where that lets you know I have fully kicked the habit of being in debt. I want ownership. I want control because one thing about having hundreds of thousands of dollars and the goal is to have a million, you know, to go way beyond. But when you sit across the table from somebody, say for example, I'm in law school. If I sit across the table from somebody who's trying to offer me a job at a firm, well, you got to really bring it because you're not just interviewing me. I'm interviewing you. Yeah. You, know, you don't, you, you know, I don't need you. You need me. I can start my own law firm. Right. Like the money is no longer the motivator. And the more money you get, the more you realize it's just a resource. It is. That it, it just frees you up and gives you more freedom to do what you want to do and play life by your rules. Good. What you're saying, it would be great to hear that when you're young. But to people who are older, I think it's important that we realize that what you're saying is that we said it earlier, you don't own your stuff, it owns you. Oh, absolutely. You know, most people, for example, there's a, the, most people get into the cycle of buying a mortgage or, or getting a mortgage. And I talk about this in the book, you know, people don't even know what a mortgage is, you know, generally speaking. Mortgage is a French word that was created and the actual literal translation of mortgage is death pledge. Hmm. So the idea behind a mortgage was if you are the bank and you see these people who don't have the money to buy property, to own things, you know, then what we'll do is we'll loan them the money. We'll give them this death pledge because if the, the actual expectation of life is 50, and they're going to get this death pledge around 30. And we say, we'll give them a 30 year mortgage. Mm. By the time they get close to paying it off, I'm a farmer. I'm a, you know, uh, uh, I, I, I make horseshoes, whatever I do, you know, this is hundreds of years ago. I'm some form of an artisan. By the time they get close to paying this death pledge off, they die. It goes back to the bank and the bank starts the cycle again. It was never intended for you to get to a point to pay this off. Now, you know, people are living longer, they're living to their 70s, 80s, but here's the problem. You get your mortgage when you're 30, however, you know, 35, even if you get it when you're 25 and you, you pay for 30 years, now you're 50, 55 when you get it close to being paid off, but what they've done now is they've hooked you into refinancing. Mm -hmm. So now that you're 40, we say, hey, you paying $1,200 a month, you don't wanna do that. Why, why not pay 600? We'll lower your interest rate. Okay, cool. And the clock starts again. Yeah. We'll start from scratch. We got you. We have got you. And you, you want to, you know, get people out of that habit. So for my older people who might be 50, 60, 70, you know, there are lessons to take away from every, you know, for everyone. But even if you have gone through the struggle of mortgage and gone through this, you can learn lessons to pass on to the to the kids, to the grandkids. Don't do what I did. And that's what a lot of people struggle with because 
they didn't know. Grandma didn't teach them. Grandpa didn't, because, you know, grandpa and grandma didn't know. They were struggling. So if you have an opportunity to learn now, it may not necessarily benefit you, but it may benefit, you know, the next six generations after you. This has been an awesome conversation that we're having with Tony and, but this is the time of the show that we have got wisdom questions. It's that time. It's that time. So I have the got wisdom and then I'll let you start out with the got question. Yes. And it came but, from the same person. Yes. It's Pastor Tracy Wells White. We actually did her show this past week. Yes. You Atlanta. guys have to watch it. You guys go onto channel 57 WACT TV 57. Download the app or you can watch it from your phone. We're going to be on Rich Relationship guys. We're on for the whole month of November on WACT. Thank you, WACT. Thank you, W um, Pastor Tracy Wells White. We are so grateful. So please join us, y'all. So her wisdom, or actually, I'm gonna give the wisdom first. It came from her book that she she uh, had there on the show. It was the book was actually Life in the Keys of Grace. Yeah, that's an awesome title. It is. And but the, it says change your choices, change your life, choose life, live infused fulfilled and energized in Christ Jesus. Wonderful. Because change is a choice. It is. You and know, everybody is on a journey of change. That will, That's what we, we talked about last week. But, and it's so funny that I don't think we were done with that topic yet because it came up again during the show. Yeah, and even did. now with her. Yeah. I think that's wisdom. going to be, again, change is a journey. It's not a destination. Right. So it's going to be all going throughout all the episodes. And we're at episode 25. Right, right. So that's awesome. So I'll let you answer the question, though. Okay. I can do that. And it says, as we evolve, as we evolved and grow as individuals, how do we allow our marriages to grow stronger and not apart as we grow as those individuals? And, you know, I think it's a great question and it's a very inappropriate question because I think sometimes we think that growth means that we're not going to like everything we liked before. Right. But again, everything is a choice. So hopefully the person that you chose to spend the rest of your life with, you made that decision based on their character and not just their personality because your personality can change. But your character is going to pretty much become stronger. But who you are as an individual, as far as your character, is what you should marry someone for. Right. Because that is what's going to keep you connected and your relationship with God. So I think a part of it is understanding that you focus on the what you have in common and you develop that and you focus on that. And then the areas where you're different, you give the person grace. Right. And and this that doesn't just apply to marriages even though that's what her question said right Right. it's just any relationship that you in that you're in it's about really letting the person be who they are right and things that you see that we talk about as uh, growth areas that you may see um just pray for them yeah pray and then and and i think well you should talk to them about it well talk to them but not over and over and over again you can talk to the lord over and over and over again about the situation but with that individual you talk to them about it you let them know what you need and then you pray about and it. And that's what I was leading to was the pray comes first. Yes. And then the conversation will come after. Exactly. I, I really believe that it's, it's worked in our marriage because I, there have been times where we've had challenges and yes. and sometimes you don't feel like you're being heard. Right. So it's like, well, I'm tired of talking. Well, I'm going to talk to 
her daddy. That's yes. why. That's what I say. I'm that's what talk I say to too. Daddy. I do the same thing. I'm gonna talk to his daddy. <laughs> and then it's amazing how the opportunity comes yes. to have a conversation to where it can lead to growth. And because that's what you we're have all to, about. the person's heart has to be prepared to receive what you're gonna say. It's not just about you being heard. It's about the person listening. Right. In order for them to listen, their heart has to be attentive to what you're saying. Right. And so that's got wisdom got questions for this week again if you ever want to send in questions or even reach out to us to give questions and or even give words of wisdom you can reach us at our gmail address at richrelationships.us at gmail.com or the website you can reach us at our website at www.richrelationshipsus.com and we would love for you to be a part of our community and send in your questions and send in your wisdom because what you have to say matters and it might impact someone else's life. It definitely will. Got wisdom? Got questions? Gil and Renee Beaver's over 30-year relationship is the genesis for the Rich Relationship Podcast, which is designed to empower individuals with the tools, principles, and the community needed to unpack ourselves, our past, and our preconceived notions associated with relationships. Let's get empty and grow together so that our lives will be filled with love and healthy, rich relationships. Now let's go into our show. Right. And and that's awesome that you say that because it's not just thinking about yourself that you have to think about the future and people that you touch and the relationships that you have. And you made a good point that led me to ask you this question is what made you decide to want to put it in a book, not just for yourself, because you're you're making it. You're you're doing well. You're doing some having some success in life. But why did you decide you wanted to put it in the book to share with other people that may not be as fortunate or have that motivation that you had at a younger age? Well, I think that it's, there's several reasons. Um, one, I wanted to. I was getting a lot of questions, a lot of you know, direct messages, text messages, phone calls as I was showing because I like transparency. I'm going to show you. Yo, today I made $3,000, but I'm also going to show you today I lost 12000 Like, I want you to see both sides because it's not always, you know, happiness and sunshine. But as people were seeing the, the growth, they were asking me the questions. How do I, where do I start? What should I? And I was getting pretty much the same questions over and over again. And instead of me responding, you know, 40, 50 different times with the same response, I said, let me put it in one place because obviously this is something that you know a lot of people need to hear that you know they're at, everybody's asking the same question and i'm knowing these people from different avenues of life some people from the military some people from you know working at the factories at amazon some people from school you know some people who i thought had their finances together they're like I, I don't understand what i need to do to make sure my kids are set up to make sure that you know they're taken care of so i said one thing about this whole thing called life is that, you know, we as a people get a lot of gifts and they're not for us. Thank you. Say that again. You know, um, for me, I some kind of way found myself into law school. I found myself mm-hmm. in the military. I found myself with hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it ain't because I'm a great person. You know, I'm in law school for the person who couldn't go to law school. I have hundreds of thousands of dollars for the person 
who can't work, who needs to, you know, help with their groceries, who needs whatever. Life doesn't give you these gifts because you're awesome. It gives you the gift so you can help other people. Right. That's the whole point. And once you figure that out, it's like, okay, how can I take what I have and my experiences and give this back? Okay, I can write a book. People are asking the questions anyway. I can write a book. And I was talking to one of my relatives and, you know, I said, you got you to gotta realize I'm not trying to be egotistical, but I make $6 a, 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 a book for every book that I sell. If I sell a thousand books, that's $6,000. I can do that in two hours on the stock market. Thank you. It takes months to write this book and to go on interviews and to get it printed up and to get the cover designed. And the, this ain't for me. This is for you. There's a lot easier ways for me to make money than to sit and go through the, the process of writing a book. So I said, I want to share this because guess what? If you turn around and take this knowledge and you go out and you buy stocks, good for you. That's the goal because your growth, your financial investments, the way that you get bigger and you make more money does not stop me from making money. So why would I hold the information? I'm going to pass it on to as many people as possible because if I can do it, anybody can do it. Right. And that's awesome that you said that. Just for anybody who's jumping into our episode, we're talking to Tony Elion. He, he wrote an awesome book called Sailor to Student, and he's sharing some of his wisdom and knowledge with us on this episode of the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee. And we, we love that this is a topic that a lot of people like to talk about, but it's amazing how so many people are not active in it. So that's why we brought Tony on the show, just to share some knowledge and share some wisdom and just his experience on how and what you can do to get some of your finances in order. And so you, you mentioned earlier about getting finances in order and start at a simple place with just picking out things that they kind of invest in. And from your book, you know, what are some of the things that you could share with someone that may have done that already and they want to go a step further in, in getting more financially literate or even just more financially astute? Well, one thing is inside of the book, I decided to do what's called the Money Trees Self-Evaluation. And so it's about 13 or 14 questions where you gauge the temperature of where a person is financially. Because a lot of people, you know, think they may have it together, but if they lose their job tomorrow, it's a wrap. You know, a lot of people may think they have it together, and, you know, they just got a raise and now they're making, you know, $60,000, $70,000, but you don't even have life insurance. Right. You know, so I try to look at, wait a minute, let's answer these basic questions first, because sometimes people will come to me and they want to invest. While I'm, I'm a big fan of investing, I think we have to broaden the definition and the scope and our understanding of what investing is. So, like I said, if you don't have health insurance, you shouldn't be investing because there could be one, you know, thing that comes out of nowhere. You, you know, you fall down the steps and break your arm. Like now that's a bill. All the money that you had in your investment, guess what? You got to pull that to pay this. So, and this theory isn't, isn't, you know, solely about me. This is like a financial pyramid where it's yeah. basically having these foundational things taken care of before and investing, investing is the last thing that you, you get to. So once I know that people are sound and they have their, you know, emergency savings and they have, you know, their insurance covered, 
then I, I try to give tips and hacks and things like that, you know, life hacks to help them to get to the next level. So say, for example, one of the things I talk about in the book is about um, purchasing life insurance policies for your parents or your, you know, whoever raised you, your caregivers, because we all have a finite amount of time here on this earth. And as much as we'd love to hold those people, at some point, the reality is they're, they're not going to be here with us. Right. And so, especially in the black and brown community, we usually don't have, you know, uh, things to pass down to those we're leaving behind. So an inheritance would look like a $250,000 life insurance policy. And if you, you know, you pay that on your own for your mother, for father, for whoever, once they're not, not here, then they left you $200,000. Right. So little things like that are, are talked about in the book. I'm not sure if that answered your question or if there was no, more. It does. Because one of the things that I love, and we hear it consistently, we think that buying things and driving certain cars and living certain houses are the epitome of success, but success is freedom. And like you talked about, being able to go and travel and go to school, you have the freedom to be in school because you've made the decision to drive a car that's paid for. Right, right. And so I think that it's amazing that you're giving us simple, practical ways that shift our mindset about what success is. Because in our communities, we think that it's wearing a certain gym shoe and certain, wearing a certain purse, driving a certain car as success, but we have to redefine what success is and success should be freedom and the ability to help other people. I, I agree with that 110%. And can I just say something about, about the brands? Cause I talked about this uh, recently on my social media where when we look at success, if you have on Gucci and Fendi and you have Mercedes, Guess who's successful in this equation? Those brands. Those brands, because you have turned around and become their billboard. They don't know you exist, but you advertise for them every day for free. Mm -hmm. You know? So with me, I make sure like I I don't really wear any brands unless one, I have stock in it, or unless they are cutting me a check. You will see me in a Penn State hoodie or a Penn State hat because every semester they give me $25,000. That's right. So, yes, I, they are the greatest school right now. <laughs> on the planet. On the planet. You cut <laughs> me a check and I will make sure to advertise for you properly. You know, with the Navy. The Navy, since I have left, has given over 200000 because my first degree when I left the Navy was a master's degree that, you know, that's when I learned about how the GI Bill worked. After I got the master's degree, two days later, I started law school. So that's four years of schooling, you know, that they're paying for. You will see me in Navy gear. The Navy is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. They cut me checks. That's right. Know? Now, do I actually believe in the Navy and the military? And the, yeah. yeah all that. But outside of it, it's that free advertisement. We, Fendi doesn't cut me a check. Nike, they don't pay me. I don't have their stock right now. So until I do, I'm not giving them free advertisement for what, you know, I've been to 36 countries and, you know, as black people, we are influencers. 
if we wear Timberland, if we wear, you know, Kooji, if we wear whatever brands that are hot right now, I wear suits most of the time, so I don't know what's actually fashionable, you know, in in the the urban specter, but I've been around the world and I see, wait a minute, he looks like T.I. or he looks like Kanye West or Jay-Z. Exactly, because they're watching the videos, they're watching what we do. And so it's like, okay, we're the trendsetters. Yeah. Why are you advertising for free? That's why FUBU was such a powerful thing. If it was for us, by us, and we're advertising, cool. Right. But a lot of these other, you know, advertisers or these companies, they don't give back to our community. They won't even, you can't even go into a, a black community, you know, in Atlanta or, or Compton or wherever and see a Gucci store. You got to go to the suburbs to get that. And if you're not invested in my community where we can grow financially and have jobs and, and be, you know, equal to what we see in the suburbs, then why would I turn around and support that by buying it and funding, you know, your summer home? Right. And, and so we wanted to give all our listeners the opportunity to, to link up with you and connect with you. If they want to hear some more about your lessons and the book, how can they reach out to you and get in touch with you or even acquire the book? How can they make contact with you? Oh, yeah. So you can, my social media is my name, Tony, T-O-N-Y, Elian, E-L-I-O-N, Jr. So Tony Elian Jr. is my Facebook. That's my Instagram. That's my website. You can reach me at any of those um, outlets. And if you were interested in the book, there's an ebook and a regular book. It's exclusively on Amazon.com. So you can go to um, Amazon.com. It is available November the 11th, Veterans Day, and you can pick up a copy of the book. And if you, like I said, if you have questions outside of that, feel free to reach out to me. I'm um, most often available unless law school kind of gets in the way. Yeah. But yeah, I'm usually available and, and I'll get back and try to answer whatever questions you may have to, to you know, help as many people as I possibly can. Right. And we really appreciate you you just spending some time with us and, and just giving up your time. You know, that's an awesome thing. And we really appreciate it. We, we talked a little bit offline and it was awesome. And it, just just to hear your story, to hear what you're doing. And it's, it's motivational. And to hear your heart. You know, what I love about because I told you, I'm the one who kind of vets who we're going to have on the show. I want to always make sure that people are trying to promote people and not themselves. And the right. thing that I was really struck by you was your humility and your passion, you know, you work in the prison, you know, you're giving back. Those are things that are admirable. And those are things that are, those, those give better dividends than all the stocks we can invest in. And so you're making a difference in people's lives. And so if you could say one thing to someone who is in a really bad financial situation, what would be the one starting point? One thing that they can do different to begin to change their life? That's a really good question. If they're in a really bad financial spot, then I would say, um, look at your budget. Look at the money that's coming in and the money that's going out. Find a way to trim your budget. So for example, like me, like I said, I have, this isn't to brag, it's to bring in a real life example. I have hundreds of thousands of dollars. I have roommates. Like, I don't even live alone. It's gonna cut the budget. I mean, you know, it gives me more money and it cuts down the bills. Um, I cut my own hair. I'm not paying $25 a week to go and get a haircut. Like mm-hmm. find ways that you can, you know, um, cut down on your bills, use that extra money that you save 
by cutting corners to pay down whatever debt that you have. And slowly you're going to, you know, climb out of that hole, try to do things that um, cover you, like make sure you have insurance and get out of that hole. And once you're out of the hole, don't get back in it. Don't go out and buy new things. Right. You know, if you get the promotion, live like you don't have the promotion. You know, once you get to whatever that next level is, once you pay the car off, live like you don't, you know, you still have the car note, put that money somewhere else into your emergency funds, things like that. Crawl out of the hole and stay out of the hole by making sure to live beneath your means, not above your means, not within your means, beneath your means. And we love that because that's one of the things that the people who mentored us when we first joined the military, that's what they taught us. We've always as a couple lived on one income. A lot of women want to get married because they feel like I'm going to marry Prince Charming. He's going to take care of me. But you should be bringing something to the table and that should be your ability to be living beneath your means. Like say doing your own hair, you know, saving money, you know, like I'm a, the queen of goodwill. I don't feel I have to wear someone else's name because right. my value is not in that. And so I think it's so important that you, you hear these kind of things from people that you deem credible. And like you said, we are influencers. And so if the influencers would begin to share their influence in ways like you talking about cut your own hair, get a roommate, stay on a budget, maybe we could begin to see a shift in this next generation. Because what we've been led by social media shows us the comparison trap of what people have, but you don't know what they're doing to have it. Right. Absolutely. And what it's costing them. So thank you, Tony. We appreciate you so much. And we're going to, we already bought your book and we definitely going to want to have you back after you finish with law school, we don't want to jump into LSATs and all that stuff. So we want to give you time to finish all that, get your pass the bar exam and all that good stuff. And, and then we'll hook up again, hopefully. Absolutely. It was Thank you guys for having me. It's been a great talk. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. And we're going to be praying for you. And when you get to the marriage part of your life, we'll be here for you for that too. Okay, and then we'll talk about that. We'll have that conversation. <laughs> yes, we <it> will. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. Thanks again, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, guys. Well, this has been an awesome show. And as you hear in the background, our music is a little different. Yes, it is. We met an awesome... We're changing. Well, changing, but this is a... a an opportunity that we met someone during the taping of the show that was amazing and we both fell in love with her music yes and and you want to introduce who it is her name is cicely mason and when i tell you that she has a unique expression of you can worship hear that in the background yes and if you guys want to get her music you guys can go to her instagram page which is the real Cicely Mason at Instagram and then she can help you to re get a copy of yeah, her because, CD. because she sent it to us pretty quick. Yeah, we got it really quick. It was, it's just amazing when you meet people who are using their gifts and their talents to help others and right. to build the kingdom and so this has been a great opportunity to help us to learn about how to begin investing our money and trading our money and not just spending it and consuming it because it's going to bless somebody else just yes. like we hope this music is blessing you we'll yes. see you guys next week on the rich relationship podcast with gil and renee enjoy
Thank you for listening. Thank you for your investment in time. Remember to subscribe to the show and hit the notification icon to be notified when new episodes are posted on the podcast platform that you're listening from. Or you can always find us on our website at richrelationshipsus.com or our YouTube channel, Rich Relationships with Phil Renee. If you found this podcast helpful or you think it could help someone that you know and care about, please pass it along and share it with them. And also, you can always send your questions and comments to richrelationships.us at gmail.com. This is a weekly podcast, and the new episodes are going to be posted on Monday by 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. Help me jack you up.